You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rapoff. Welcome to another year of Pennsylvania High School football, which just means another season of the Bulldog Hour. Here we are in year three, ready to go. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, as uh, Joe mentioned, it's it's awesome to be back. You know, we're getting to that time of year. Um, kind of see it everywhere in the sports world. Everybody's kind of itching for uh, football to get started and um, not too long, and we'll be underway. Yeah, and we can't wait to go. Justin and I coach at one of the Wilson Middle Schools, and we are excited to start our season in just a week or so. And the high school, well, they're already underway, thanks to the PIAA instituting a heat acclimatization weeks about four or five years ago. I believe it started in 2013. The uh, 2017 Bulldogs are already practicing this week as we record the show and are getting ready to dive into their two and three a day practices for two weeks before the big showdown on Friday, September 1st with the Governor Mifflin Mustangs. That one will be in Shillington, visiting Mifflin for the first time since 2015. And, well, that's just the way the 2017 season starts. But before we dive into the games, we actually got to sit down with some players, some coaches. We're going to cover that on the first couple episodes of the show. And then we'll dive into the regular season. We've got a bunch of kind of house cleaning or business stuff to go over before we get you the football information. So we're going to start right there. And we just want to let you know how you can get more from me and Justin and the show in general. There's a few different ways that you can follow and interact with us. And if you're listening, you can go to facebook.com and find us at the Bulldog Hour. Just search for uh, Bulldog Hour. Same thing for the main Wilson football page, which is Wilson Bulldogs football. All of that is on Facebook.com. Twitter, another great place to follow show and the team. Again, it's at Bulldog Hour and at Wilson Bulldogs. If you'd like to follow me and Justin on Twitter, at Coach Joe Mays and at Mr. Underscore Raffoff will get you more from us in between shows. We also send out pictures on Instagram. Again, that's at Bulldog Hour to get show-specific ones and some reposts from the main football page, which is at Wilson Bulldogs Football. And finally, you can find an archive of all of the Bulldog Hour shows from 2015, 2016, and whatever we do in 2017. That is found on our main sports show page, which is youtube.com slash user slash Joe Mays and JRAF Show. And all of this will be in the show notes if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud. So make sure you follow us on all the social media sites. And we love for you to interact with us. You can do so there. And you can also just send us a, you know, an old-fashioned email. That's kind of, I guess, out of date in this day and age. A lot of people are using Facebook and Twitter and Instagram yeah, but to contact. But we're old. So that yeah, that's right. We're, we are old. So we like email. So if you'd like to contact us that way show at bulldoghour.com or joe at bulldoghour.com. You can also go to our website. Obviously, that's www.bulldoghour.com. 
and there is a contact page on there, and you can fill out a form and send it our way. We'd love for, to hear from you. Questions, comments, suggestions, trivia, whatever. We are going to try to do some of our own trivia this year and maybe give out some prizes. We've talked about the last few years and it hasn't quite worked out yet, but hopefully this year it's something we can get underway. We would love to interact with anyone watching and listening to the show. And a new way we're going to do that this year, we had talked about it when we rebooted the show way back in 2015. We wanted to do this live. We wanted to have an audience watching, listening, and contributing while we were producing the show. At the time, it was difficult to do, but now with the advent of live video across the social platforms, we're going to take advantage of that, and we're going to do it via Facebook. So make sure you like Bulldog Hour and Wilson Bulldogs Football on Facebook so that you can get notified when we go live. Each of our live shows will be on Sundays following games every other week. So bi-weekly, we'll have a live show. It'll be on Sunday nights at 8.30, and we'll start after week one. So following the game against Mifflin on Friday, September 1st, we'll have a live show two days later on September 3rd, and then every other week the rest of the 2017 season. So what do you think about doing a live show, Justin? Um, I'm kind of excited. Uh, we, we have some experience with that in other realms, not necessarily with this particular, uh, broadcast, but, um, you know, so we've done the live show, but, uh, it'll be a little different. So I'm not nervous, but definitely anxious to get that on, but also kind of anxious, you know, because the topic here, um, you know, it's a little different. It's a little I don't know. It's a little closer to home. You know, we yeah. we generally talk about professional sports, which we love to watch. But other than watching it, we have typically have very little interaction with the organization. Right. You know what I mean, like here we we know the players, um, we know the coaches. You know, you know we're in the community. Um, so it's just I I don't want to say it's that we're more invested, but I guess it kind of is that. But it it's just you know you have a more uh, more of a connection. You know, through coaching or through through school or whatever, you you know a bunch of the kids. So, uh, you know, it, it has a different role. I don't really know how to describe it, but it, it's a different thing. I think it'll be fun. I mean, it'd be cool oh, if uh, coaches and players stop in, although I know they have films on Sunday nights, so I don't know if that's possible. Right. But it's really more for the community and the fans, you know, members of, like, the Tradition Club and alumni that maybe are outside of the West Lawn area and don't get to come to the games, it gives Which them a, a chance. Which is a part of our following on Friday nights. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The stuff that we do on Friday nights. You see a lot of the kids who are out of just a couple of years yep. who are, you know, take a break from studying on their Friday nights to, <laughs> to, uh, to watch the to game and in. interact yeah. with uh, our Twitter accounts. And... Which is good. You know, mental, mental sure, health sure. break, you know, before they hit the books hard Friday night and That's right. Saturday. You know, well, well, some of them play on Saturdays, you That's know, true. so they're resting up, you know, they want to know what's going on with their high school alma mater, and they, they check in. I routinely get direct messages from guys asking how they can watch the game or how they can get updates, and I'm always like, if they're at home, usually the media group has a live stream, so go to wilsonsd.org. If they're on the road, while I would love to be able to broadcast a game for the school on the road, the logistics of that and the uh, the money involved not really there right now. So you're going to have to stick with me on Twitter. Uh, I send out pictures and, and game updates usually every few minutes uh, as quickly and as up-to-date as I possibly can. 
and uh, have new uh, photography equipment this year that I'm very excited to debut. Uh, actually, we'll start at the scrimmages here in a couple weeks, but obviously the game on Friday, September 1st at Mifflin will be the first one that has a lot of people with a uh, vested interest. So uh, the last housekeeping item before we move on to the season is just we invite you that if you enjoy the show to support us. And that doesn't necessarily mean monetarily, although we would appreciate uh, that just because yeah, we're not going to say no to that. Either. Yeah, no, we will accept that graciously and gladly. Uh, we have gotten uh, a, we've had a sponsorship for all three years. We've had um, donations from a few people. Uh, one would like to remain anonymous, but we thank them again for supporting us in year three of the Bulldog Hour. Uh, in years past, we've gotten donations from a couple other media members out there. One of which I'm working on getting on the show. We've reached out to a couple. Uh, writers and photographers to see if we could just get a quick interview with them. We're also hoping to debut alumni interviews with you know past players. I'm hoping to do one of those in the next two weeks. I'd like to talk to past coaches, uh, specifically uh, Jerry Slemmer, I think would be a good one to, to, to get a quick interview with. So we're trying to do bigger and better things. Uh, honestly, any support you can give us is appreciated. But besides sponsorship and advertising and, and the in-kind donations, one of the big things you can do is just spread the word. You know, when we post on Facebook or on Twitter, you know, retweet, like and share. interact, like and share. That that helps a lot. And, and visit the website, bulldoghour.com. The more hits we get on there, while we don't have any revenue sources right now, it just shows me that people are interested and we can try to get uh, some, more, uh, some more advertising to keep the show going. Yeah, uh, and, it, and like Joe mentioned, um, you know, if the more you interact with us, the, the more... Uh, we can be in tune with what it is exactly that you're looking for on the show too, and try to incorporate those things. You know, we we try to take those suggestions, and if they're feasible, we, we try to make those happen. You know, whether it's um, you know providing certain information or trying to find answers to stuff or previews to things. So, you know, that interaction helps us figure out what it is you're looking for. Yeah, the bigger the show get, the more opportunities we are uh, given, and the better the odds are of landing some of the bigger interviews that I know people are interested in. I, I would love to sit down and talk with uh, Chad Henney and John Gilmore and uh, John Gersky Jr. would be cool to talk to talk to him about his time at Wilson and Penn State and, and about his father and what he did for the Wilson program. So the more people that watch and interact and, you know, just show us that you're interested in the show, the better the chances are that we can do more. And, uh, the people that tell us they like the show, we really appreciate it, but help us spread the word and support us in any way that you can. All right, well, so Season 3, Episode 1 of the Bulldog Hour, we're going to take a quick look back on 2016 before we look ahead to 2017 and talk to some senior players. So, looking back on last season, well, we know it was quite the run for the team of 2016. Started out a little little rocky. I mean, they beat Mifflin. That was great. You always like to beat Mifflin, especially at home. Then they had that thriller against Springford, double overtime, a stop just shy of the goal line, believed by Tommy O'Brien, and Wilson wins. And in one of the, the better games that we've seen over the years, definitely one of the, the most dramatic games we've seen. Then they have a little bit of a hiccup at Central Dolphin the next week, and then they start their hit their groove following a, a Close contest at Warwick. Following that game, things started to get a little bit easier. They felt a little bit better about themselves. They steamrolled a few opponents before uh, sneaking by Mannheim Township, which we'll definitely get to them in, in the future shows because that could be 
a good one down in Mannheim this year uh, later in the season. Then we know what happened in the playoffs. They came in strong, got it done. They got a little bit of uh, revenge on CD East, another team definitely to watch out for in 2017. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about that till the playoffs before getting to the district championship game. And, you know, at the time, you for certain at halftime were very positive, which if people know you and me, really, I mean, I'm actually probably worse than you, but if people know us, we are very cynical and pessimistic. So, like, when it was 14 nothing, it's not that we don't believe in the coaches and players. We just know the odds aren't in our favor. Right. But you well, turned not, to me, and, and what did you say? I said, I think I said something along the lines of, figure out what, who we want to interview because, well, for the record, we interview after wins. Yes, for the most yes. Part. So, figure out who you want to interview. We're going to win this game. And you kind of looked at me like, yeah, I hope so. But, like, <laughs> you know, and... um yeah, it, it's one of those things, uh, the tides turned quickly in that yeah. game, um, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Well, the team, the players and coaches didn't give up on themselves. They rattled off funny four straight. I'm not saying, like, that, you know, I that was clearly not, we, we have no interaction with them at, at halftime there, but they said it was pretty much the message in, in the locker room was, look, we're, we're, we're in, in this, this thing, game. and yeah. you guys are just you know, a hair away from making the plays you need to make. Make those plays in the Execute. second half. Stop and making they did. mistakes. And and that's what they did. Yep. Um they and they stopped a very good team. Coming Valley was very, very right. strong. And, and you know, fourteen nothing, while not insurmountable, it's just a championship game. You're not going yeah. up against the team. You know, this is the C V team that beat Central Dolphin, I believe, the week before in somewhat of a shocker. Um and so there was just a little bit of surprised that for a lot of people that they could swing back and overcome that 14 point uh, deficit but it was that was a lot of fun that game was great yeah it was an incredible game one of the better ones i've seen now been doing this since uh that second the, half was one of the better halves of wilson football oh I, absolutely they, they couldn't be stopped as they I mean, they they would stop themselves if you know if it came down it to reminded it. me and i don't know which year it was but it reminded me of the first half against central uh uh cumberland valley sorry um, uh, from a few years ago when they, this is going back maybe to 2008, 2009 team or something. Probably like, 2008 because they lost to Cumberland Valley in 09 and 10. Okay, then it must have been the 08. You're talking about the 2008 district championship game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. where they they were up like 35 nothing yeah, at halftime. Yeah, that was just yeah. like, wow, where'd this come from kind of deal. Yeah, well, Cumberland we Valley had eight turnovers that game. Yeah. So uh, this was Wilson and CV meeting for the first time in, in the district <laughs> championship since 2008. Uh, they had played in actually three straight years. They they played them well four if you count oh eight, oh nine lost in the uh, semis, ten lost in the quarters, eleven won in the semis. That was at Cumberland Valley the night of your wedding. Don't worry, I'll never forget <laughs> that. And then they got to play Cumberland Valley last year and uh, got that district championship. So Wilson got one in. Uh, 2012, 2014, 2016, and and the one last year I know in particular for the seniors was super super sweet because they just they were just deflated from not getting there in 2015 as juniors. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. We talked about that a bunch last year with with those guys about you know just that that sour taste in their mouth in 2015, and uh, they made sure to to finish out strong um, in 2016. Yeah, and even though the next week in the state semis. Didn't go their way. They didn't get the victory. You know they what? didn't go to the state title game. 
their backs were up against the wall, and and they they did the best they could. Yeah, I mean, it, there wasn't much you were going to do to to change the outcome of that. I mean, I, I'm sure some of those guys would like to have. Oh sure, yeah. No one's going to say that's what I wanted the outcome to be. But right. They were happy winning the league, winning that district crown. You know that that is a, a better than a lot of other teams around the state, especially when you're in. You are the top dog. You are. Yeah. 6A, and right. they, they'll they always be known as the first ever right. 6A champ. You're one of, yeah, and you're one of the four remaining teams at the highest classification in one of the better states for high school football in the right. country. Like, that can't really ask for a better season. I mean, obviously, without it being dream season. You know, like, short of a dream season, that that's pretty much the, the pinnacle. So, um, you know, it's a different, it's a different, look back than it was last year. Last year we were like our question to everyone was how do you get over that loss? Yeah. You know, because that was still what everyone was talking about in terms of the football from last no, year. No, it lingered from November to September. Right? Right. Like it, it was, you know, nearly a ten month thing. Yeah, until they really started playing again. You know, like that's one of those things they talk about with football a lot, even like week to week, like during a season, if you if you have a slip up you know, it's not like baseball where you're going out the next day. You can play and put it behind you. Or basketball where you're playing the next day or the day after. Or some football, you're usually waiting at least a week, you know, to, to put it behind you. And if it's the ending of the season, that's just tough. So, Best of luck to the class of 2017, I guess. The fall 2016 football seniors uh, in all their uh, endeavors, whether to join the workforce, move on to college, or play college football which many of those seniors are doing. That's a long, long list of the guys that have just moved on to camp uh, in the last two weeks. But best of luck to all of them. I hope to catch a few of them. The, the local guys actually uh, sometimes play, their teams play each other. So that'll be, yeah. be fun to check out. Uh, Kutztown and East Stroudsburg, obviously getting up to Penn State and uh, the variety of other colleges that our players have gone to, including Lackawanna College and Central Connecticut State, uh, are chief among them. And uh, best of luck to all of those players from last year. All right, so 2017 is here. Heat acclimatization underway. Two-a-day camps getting ready to start. Let's take a look at the schedule for the 2017 Bulldogs. Coming up on August 19th is the first scrimmage against well, Parkland, because that's the team that we've scrimmaged for a very, very long time, decades even. And it's always a great barometer to see where the teams are. Obviously, the first scrimmage, not as uh, hectic and tough as the second scrimmage. That's usually the one where people know what they're doing. You'll get a little game action, maybe some light special teams. The first one really is kind of like a glorified walkthrough. You know, you're doing 10 in turns, looking at offense and defense, subbing guys in here and there. But going up against a powerhouse team like Parkland, always a great way to start the season. Yeah, you know it's it's one of those where you can you can figure out a lot. It's also you know because of the configurations. We talk about this usually in the back end, but with playoffs and and District Three sending their uh, winner to the West, you know Parkland is someone who you would love to face in the regular, well not regular, but in a meaningful game in the postseason. That would mean you're, you're going to face the state, the state championship. Yeah. So, and honestly, between with the program Parkland runs, it's, you know, possibility probably more years than not. May, you know, that's right. saying a lot, but they're, they're a really talented team. And uh, so, 
it's a good way to kind of figure things out, even if it's not true game situation type things. You know, you can you can get some guys a lot of good work against somebody other than their teammates. They've made the state final in the highest level uh, in Pennsylvania three of the last 15 years. Uh, they won it back in my senior year in 2002, and then they made it. That Austin uh, Scott's year. That was Austin Scott's year. You're correct. Uh, they made it uh, a few years back, and I know they also were there um, two now two years ago in 2015. Uh, or was it? Yeah, it was 2015. Yeah, they they lost to Pittsburgh Central Catholic right. uh, in 2015, and they had made it a few years prior to that. So three of the last 15 years, Parkland's been you know the best in the East, uh, representing uh, uh, that part of the state. So uh, an incredible, incredible program. Now the next scrimmage following the end of the second week of the 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 two a day, three day practices, that scrimmage got changed a bunch. It was supposed to be um, York William Penn, you know, the, the main York High School, uh, that got changed. They moved to Imatep, which is a 4A school, but a premier uh, non-boundary 4A school with a recent four-star commitment to Penn State. Well, because of the notoriety of Imatep and Harrisburg, ESPN came and knocked in saying, hey, could we broadcast a game between your two schools? So they actually are getting together in week zero on ESPN, which means we can't scrimmage Imatep that week. Well. Probably no better way to place them than to find a Berks County team. And Reading just so happened to need a a scrimmage the second week because, well, they got dropped from Harrisburg's schedule because of the Emotep game. Uh, Reading was supposed to play them in week two. Now Harrisburg is playing in week zero. And Reading picked up Coatesville in week two. So I, I actually just team. talked to Pete Gilmore today. He was in the shop and. I said, well, not exactly seeing a drop in talent, losing Harrisburg and picking up Coatesville, because yeah. you know, Coatesville's been one of the stronger programs in the eastern I part of the state. I believe they have some some stud. I don't know what year they are, but I think they have some really Ortega. talented um, skill position players yeah. coming through the lines. Yeah. And if I'm, I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I thought maybe last year, and it might not continue this year, I thought um, former head coach Jim Cacapio was uh, yeah, was I, working with. Coach I thought Hill. that was last year too, but I, 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 don't, I don't know, know if he's still there. Year. I don't know if he's still there. I thought he was there last year. Not not sure on that. So August twenty fifth, uh, Friday night at Albright, we will be scrimmaging Reading to conclude the summer workouts. And again, that's the scrimmage that's uh, usually pretty important. You're going to get some live live action uh, game situation. They call it. You know, there'll be referees there, and um, that's where you can see where you stack up entering your regular season. Of course, other schools around the state, across District 3, and even Berks County, are playing games that yeah, night. Yeah, a lot. Oh. It, it was some last year. It was the first year they could move to that. It was kind of chaos because they didn't decide till almost the spring of 2016 that they were going to offer that option. Um, so it was kind of chaotic last year. A little less chaotic this year, uh, for a lot of schools anyway. But yeah, and I think, I believe, moving to next year, I think you're going to see more of a uniform, not everybody, but I think the majority of schools will probably start earlier when they're given the chance to. I don't, I don't know that, but that's just kind of my thought because I'll derail you and say everyone's playing week zero next year. Okay, well then there district we go. three was the lone holdout last year, and some teams did it. Next year, everyone's playing week zero. Everyone will have a bye week. Well, depending on the district alignment, you know, yeah. district three, everyone will have a bye week. Well, because next year. district one. They kept their 16-team playoff, which right. is why Springford 
basically was had told to start you zero. either have to play nine games, yeah, which would really hurt you. Yep. Or you're going to play ten and you're going to play week zero. Yep. So, and uh, so, why do I know so that next year it has to be week one, right? Why do I call week one next year? Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> why do I know that? Well. I talked to Coach Doms, and we'll get to that in episode two of the Bulldog Hour. But Coach Doms has a lot to say about uh, schedules for the Bulldogs, both this year and in 2018. And, um, you know, looking ahead a little bit to 2019 as well. So, what happens after the scrimmage? Well, we get to play Mifflin in week one, our week one, on September 1st. I believe Mifflin's week two. It is. Uh, then we get to go to Springford on September 8th. That is their week three. And then we finally are home to host a game against Central Dolphin on September 15th. That is their third game as well, but they have a week, bye week before. Week four, but game three. So all three of those games, interesting situation because of what's happening with the Wilson schedule and the other team's schedule. And... Coach Doms, you'll hear from him about that exact situation on episode two. So then Wilson starts the league slate on September 22nd. They welcome in Warwick, which was a big game last year uh, that is even more interesting this year because it's at home. It's the league opener. The Tradition Club is welcoming back three championship teams that night to honor the 1950, the 1967, and the 1969 uh, title teams, the first three in Wilson history. So we're expecting a packed uh, crowd that evening at Gursky Stadium. Then Wilson will go to McCaskey on the 29th before coming back home to host Penn Manor and Lebanon on October 6th and 13th. This is the last year Wilson will be playing Lebanon. They will be moving all the way down to Section 3 starting in 2018. Then we get to the big one, October 20th. At Mannheim Township, they want revenge for a year ago, and they want to be the the last team to beat Wilson and the team to end the streak now because they last beat Wilson on October 26, 2007. Wilson hasn't lost a league game since, and Township is loaded. So we'll, we'll yeah. get to a preview on them, you know, in October. Uh, we might touch on it a bit on a, a bit more on a later show, but Mannheim Township is up with Wilson as the team to beat in Section One. Absolutely. They, that was a heck of a game last year, and Mannheim, Mannheim Township returns a lot in, in terms of key contributors, and so it's, it's going to be really, that's going to be an interesting game come uh, the end of October. One more game in October for the Bulldogs right before Halloween, October 27th, they're at Hempfield. Then the last week of the regular season is November 3rd, Bulldogs finish at home at Gursky hosting Conestoga Valley, who I believe also will be switching sections in 2018. They will be switching with Cedarcrest. So we'll welcome the Falcons back in 2018. We'll say goodbye to the Buckskins, and we'll also see Lebanon leaving. If you're doing the math and you're wondering where's the other team coming from, you're going to have to wait to listen to the interview with Coach Doms if you don't remember the uh, breaking news in January about what the LL is doing with their schedule in 2018. Then there's five weeks of playoffs. Obviously, we hope Wilson's playing in all of them, but the dates are up there for your information. November 10th is the District 3 6A quarterfinals. November 17th is the semifinals, and then they shift to Saturday from here on out. 
Should Wilson continue to win and move on, the D3 6A championship will be at Hershey Park on Saturday, November 25th. And then the two state games, the state semifinals, which is the West final, is December 2nd, most likely in Altoona. And then December 9th, the big one, the 6A state final back in Hershey. Now, we're not going to get into any predictions or anything, or and I don't want people to say, why would you put those dates up there? It's just for information purposes. It's all the information. It's just to have it out there. So I don't want people from Wilson talking about jinxes or people outside the program right. saying, oh, you think we're going to play in the state championship. They're just dates, people. Get yeah. over it. Yeah. That we didn't make up, and we're not the first to publish. Right, right. So we just wanted to get that information out of you. There's the schedule. We're not going to dwell on any of the games right now because we'd like to get to some player interviews. So first up, we're going to have a little sit down. I got to talk to eight senior players uh, just a few days ago. So I think up first, why don't we throw it to the two big returning offensive players. That would be senior quarterback Connor Urig and senior running back Iggy Reynoso. I asked them uh, a bunch of questions. They were very gracious and they gave a lot of good, uh, honest responses. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to you guys hearing that. And then we'll have two more sets of interviews with uh, other senior players. So first up again, Connor Urig and Iggy Reynoso. All right, so the last set of interviews here, we're going to welcome in Connor Urig and Iggy Reynoso. So welcome to the third season of the Bulldog Hour. We're happy to have you guys on. I know we talked to both of you a lot last year, yeah. so, but we wanted to talk to you before the season. Uh, which I don't think I got to do last year, so this will be nice to get your take on uh, the things that are yet to come. So how were summer workouts? How was the Monday, Wednesday, Friday? How were things over the summer? They've been pretty easy. Yeah. Again, uh, well, I'm kind of used to it now, but it was like we're getting to it, grinding as a team. And we're getting all the sophomores into shape and ready, getting ready for the season, leading into these three days and declimatization yeah. practices. And now as the upperclassmen, you get to watch the uh, sophomores figure out what Wilson football is all about. I heard uh, some uh, some of them were introducing the tough way at the beginning of June when you guys started. So Some of them quit already. Yeah, well, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And you guys know that. You guys have played football for a long time. You know, it's not a game that everyone everyone can handle. And that's okay. But we like the ones that stick to it. And uh, now you guys here, senior year, lots of big things expected from you guys. Um before we move on to this season, we'll talk a little bit about each of you. Um, do you both, I know Iggy, you do for sure, um, college ball. Are you interested in playing ball in college, Connor? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm still, like, looking, yeah, so waiting for people. Like, how's recruiting and, and looking at, at the next level going for each of you? I'm just being patient and waiting for more offers to come. And I'm just going to ball out this year and see what happens. Yeah, and I see you post them on Twitter when you get them. Oh. What are the schools that you have uh, an offer from right now? I have Albany, Bucknell, Cornell, Bryant University. Um, um, I can't think of anything else. So you got a nice handful of them, though, at least there yeah. to uh, contemplate. And um, more coming as the season goes on, I'm sure. So, uh, have you made any visits? You know, just kind of getting anything, uh, you know, sorting anything out for the next, uh, next uh, phase. I've just went through a couple of camps and okay. I've gotten emails from coaches and stuff. Just keeping it open. Yeah. And um, once you guys get to a college, whatever that may be, do you know what you'd like to major in, and you know what part of academics you're going to focus on? Anything you guys are interested in? Um, I'm probably going to. 
study something with like sports, sports management, sports management or yeah. sports medicine, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking into business. I'm not okay. quite sure yet. Yeah, that's like, a popular one. Business, yeah. finance, accounting. Yep, yeah, for sure. Um, now, for both of you, it's your second season as, as starters and and with or with the program. How more comfortable are you with the offensive system now, entering second year as a starter, second year with the program? As things just started to really click, how do you feel entering the season in that regard? I'm still kind of learning the plays, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable, like behind center and everything. Now I just I get to make everyone else get better and comfortable. Yeah, Connor. He gets yeah, I'm, I'm helping. He's he he your calming set. force. You know, he's yeah, the guy I, that... I ask him to play what I'm doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So was it a big transition um, last year when you came over to, to learn the offense from scratch? Yeah, it was. Um, well, I always wanted to play like an offense like like this, so it was like hard. It was not. It was hard to learn the plays, but like kind of not that hard. Like, it was alright. It was not that bad. Once you got a little more familiar with it, you, you enjoyed it though. Yeah. It's one that you like to play in. Yeah, it was nice. But I assume you use a lot of zone blocking. Mechanisms on the offensive line, so that kind of lets you show off. Once you find that crease, you can kind of do what, what you want to do. You know, once yeah. you're in the hole, you can kind it's of nice. slip through. You just gotta break break off and get past the safety. And that's yeah. it. We saw you do that in a big way in the playoffs. I know we were all pulling for you to let Coach Downs have you stay in because we'd love to see what you'd be able to do in a full game. It's, it's yeah. a shame that he didn't let you. But we understand right. health was most important, and we know what happened was next week or two weeks later yeah. uh, that district championship game was one to remember. So. Yeah. So, you know, what aspect of your individual game do you think you've most improved since uh, last year? Or what do you think you're better at now than you were a year ago? Um, just, like, the plays and, like, my aim points. Okay. Uh, I think I'm, I'll have my better aim points this year. Because last year I was just, like, getting the ball and looking for an opening and just running. But, like, now yeah. coach is uh, working more with the aim points and stuff. And uh, we made a couple changes, so we'll see how they work out. I improved on reading the defense and just having confidence out there, too. Like, throughout the season, I just get more confident every other game and help me be more of a leader. Yeah. Well, and, and we appreciate, uh, as athletes, competition, but it's nice to know that you're the guy. Yeah. This is your team. You're in charge. You know, and you already mentioned, you know, about the, how you help out in the huddle and whatnot. Uh, is that a big difference than a year ago when you're competing, sharing time, knowing that you're the guy? How does that affect you? It's nice to have like competition, but at the same time, I feel like I like how everyone looks up to me now, and yeah. like I like to help everyone. Feels good. He already knew he was the guy. We know it. It's Yurik all the way. Yeah. Is there any chance at all we'll get to see you guys play on defense? Um, I hope not. Or I you hope not. not. You're, you're running I hate back. defense, but... You carry the ball. I'll, just, I'll play if I have to. Yeah, do whatever you can for the team. Huh? Yeah, I'm well, willing to. You're willing to. If Coach Waller in Naples wants to put me back there in the secondary, yeah. I'll go back there. I'm yeah. There. Well, I saw you. Know, I was at the 7-on-7, seven seven, and I saw you playing some safety then. Yeah. I know you know a few aspects have changed since then, but I wasn't sure if we get to see either of you uh, play some D. Uh, it's... It's been a while, I think, since I remember a Wilson quarterback getting some time yeah. on defense. It doesn't happen that often. I know a lot of other teams do it, but Wilson uh, tends to not to. But if you get the opportunity, I'm sure it's one you'll, uh, you'll relish. Yeah. So what um, individual goals do you have entering this year 
I'm not talking about like team accomplishments uh, in the league winning streak or a district title. Um, do you set statistical uh, benchmarks that you'd like to reach? Um, I just want to kill every defense I play. That's my goal. Just shred them. Just tear them apart. What about you? I'm focusing on getting completions and doing whatever I have to do to get the, to win the game, really. Now, Iggy, I, I know today uh, Drago posted his uh, 10 things, and he mentioned how close you are to breaking the, the Burks record. Were you, do you carry that with you? Were you aware of that? Did you know the amount you needed to break the record? Not really. I don't really care about that. That's not really... That's not one of my goals. Like I don't, I don't really see that as like, like it's cool, but like it's not. Right. It doesn't mean anything. You're not to get Burst County. Right. Goal. Entering the year, you're not like I need to break this record. Yeah. There's so many other things you're yeah. worried about. That's just kind of a you know like icing on the cake. If yeah, you get like, it. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, well, let's look at the team then. What about you know how do you look at it uh, over the whole course of the season? Do you kind of plan out you know each. You know, obviously the coach speak is week by week, but how do you see 2017 going? What are your ultimate goals for the season? Um, well, like, there are going to be a few. It doesn't have to be one. Yeah. You know, you don't have to say state title. We all know you guys want a state title. But what are, like, kind of the, the little bit incrementally as the season goes on, what are some of the goals that um, you look to? We should, I want to improve as a team yeah. every game. Sure. Uh, get more confidence because we're, like, everyone outside – uh, knows that a lot of people left this year, so we're, we might be kind of iffy. But like, I think if we uh, stay together as a team, we can go. We can go uh, just as far as we did last year. I, I'm trying to get back to the district final. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And everyone wants to play in Hershey. Yeah, that's that the place fun. to be. That was my first time playing there ever. That was your first game there. Yeah. That's a cool place. It's definitely a different feel to be in that, that yeah. concrete stadium up there with thousands yeah. of people cheering you on. You guys put on quite a show last year. That was a that I was went an to awesome the, game. The last, like the last year, I went to First Catholic and uh, Wild. Okay. The, when they played there, yeah. And I was just sitting there, I'm like, damn, I want to play up here. And then <laughs> I was playing up there. Got that opportunity. Right <laughs> well, hopefully, a return trip is in order in 2017. I'm sure that's one of the goals that you guys are looking for to get back to the district title game. Um, what's your most anticipated game? If you could single one out. Uh, of these 10 regular season games you know you're going to play, which one jumps out to you? <laughs> you can say it. And well, everyone I'm else has said oh, it. Uh, I'm trying to play Warwick. Warwick yeah. But I don't want to look overlook. We can't no, overlook yeah, Mifflin. I mean, we understand but. it. Like, well, when I ask these questions, especially when I talk to Coach Doms, Coach Walber, I'm going to talk to Coach O this year. I, don't I know if I ask them that question, they're just going to say week to week, week to week. Yeah. Really? All nice. the games are important, but there's always some that you're just like, man, I'm excited for that game. Yeah. It's not out of hate. It's no, just, no, no, it's, it's not. It, it, it's nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's, it's just like you're ready for that game. You know, Warwick, Warwick gave you a tough time yeah, yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. You know, that, that was one that everyone was excited. Now we get to have it at Wilson this year. Yeah, they, they and actually, now. first uh, league home game. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the Tradition Club is honoring past championship teams that night. So there'll be some alumni coming into the town. So, yeah, that's a huge game. Um, some of the other interview guys, obviously Mifflin, rivalry game, that's yeah. a huge one. Uh, Springford because of yeah. uh, the last went down last year. Yeah. Um, Central Dolphin, yeah. uh, opposite end of the spectrum. What happened last year at Central yeah, Dolphin? Home this year yeah, too, you get so. them at home. So that's yeah. the first home game actually. So big one. And then other than Warwick, the other league game everyone mentioned was Manheim Township. Yeah, Manheim Township. Yeah. So uh, 
That's one. I'm sure that's the one they have circled on their calendar. Yeah. Every, every team has a circle well, on their calendar. That's true, and that's something that I'm sure the coaches tell you every year. Yeah. And we tell it, tell it to our kids in, in the middle school. No matter you know what level you're playing at, when a Wilson team comes to town, everyone wants to give them their best shot. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're going to find that out in a tough way uh, in the league play this year because everyone wants to end that streak. And exactly. Township, um, you know, the media thinks Township is the team to give you that that run and going to township that makes it even harder. Yeah. Warwick is the next one. That's a, that's a yeah. big one to get them in week four. So that'll be a, that'll be interesting for sure. Uh, so a lot of offensive weapons graduated from last year. You mentioned that, that, that a lot of good players have moved on. Uh, Weller, Wright, McElroy, Bode, Twyford. You know, you can just go down a list yeah. and name them. But besides the two of you, who should Bulldog fans be excited about seeing on offense this year? Who else do you think is going to step up in a big way, uh, make big contributions as an offensive weapon? Everyone. we got weapons everywhere. we got a lot of, lot we, of big-name guys. We'll get, huh? get that anywhere. So who are some of the receivers that you're going to be throwing to this year? Outside of uh, Nick Johnson, will be back at tight end. Mm-hmm. So who are some of the receivers? I think Sean McAndrew, Chris Roberson, Alex Rydell, they all make a big impact in the games. Make some good plays. Good, good. Yeah, got a lot of those. Names of course, we have Abdul then back. back right. Yeah, Iggy. yeah. We don't want to forget yeah. about the the stable running backs. Yeah. And, you know, we got Trev. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Troy, Matt Fry. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, lot of good players. You know, you all guys all know them. You've played with them for a few years, but you know, once the seniors go, then the fans are left, uh, left uh, trying to figure out, you know, who's going to step up. So uh, it's good to hear some of those names. Uh, staying on, you know, talking about some of your teammates, maybe outside of the receivers that you just talked about, who else could have a big year that, you know, that maybe uh, outside of the program people haven't heard about? Offense, defense, doesn't matter. Just who's a guy that you think is going to have a big year? Um, I think Eddie Ortiz is going to have a big Ortiz? year on defense. Okay. Then. Yeah. yeah, brings a lot of energy to the team and everything. Certainly. Fired up. Yeah, Eddie Ortiz, they're kind of sleeping on him, but he got something in, he got something in his pocket. But he, he's, he's a, a heck of a player. I know he's a rotational guy last year at defensive end. They called on him in pass rushing situations, and he, he racked up a lot of sacks. So yeah. it would be nice to see him be a you know, full-time player this year. And my linemen, all the linemen. You got, you got, you got a couple my, coming back. All the linemen going to eat. That's it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so far, you know, after uh, your years in the program, especially after last year being starters, what's your favorite Wilson football memory? Um, to me, it's a... It's a hard one. The, I think it's a Springford game. I think yeah. the Springford game. I like the Springford game. You like that one? Tommy got the stop right at the end. I didn't even look. I just looked away. <laughs> didn't want to watch. I mean, I also like holding up the trophies. But, like, uh, this one uh, game at uh, Districts. That was cool. In the, yeah. the District final. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we came back. Like, yeah, that was, that was yeah. great. We, we heard that one enough with the other six guys they yeah. talked to. Um, there were actually a lot, a lot of diverse uh, Options picked out. A lot of people talked about even just the LVC camp, how much fun they had there. And then when I, you know, kind of said, "Well, pick a game." Uh, Come on, Valley was a big one, yeah. uh, but Springford for sure, um, and, and Mifflin just because of what it means to yeah. uh, to mm-hmm. the program. And uh, you know, we took it to them last year, so I'm sure they're ready for week one. Well, yeah. our week one this year, they got yeah. a game on you. They play West York in week zero, so you know, I'm going to talk to the coaches a little bit about that. Just a couple more questions here, pretty simple ones. Uh, do you guys have any pregame superstitions or routines you got to go through? I like to go out before we stretch or anything and just throw the ball around with one of my wide receivers, get comfortable there, and do whatever I need to do to get ready. Sure. I just listen to music. Music. 
Maybe I cry a little bit. Get, <laughs> get in my zone. Gotta get into that emotional state, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, did you have any favorite high school players growing up? Um, yeah, I know you watch a lot of Wilson games, but yeah. you know, did you you know, did you pay attention to that growing up? Anyone yeah. stand out? I really, I never had a favorite high school player. I had like, I look up to Adrian Peterson, but that's, okay. it, that's it. Sure. I look at Zach Swizek a lot. Swizek. Yeah, he was my favorite he player was, yeah. growing up and everything. Yeah. He, did, he played basketball too. Yep. Just like how he was all around like, athlete. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet, but I'm a quarterback would yeah. pay attention like, to him and multi sport star, so for sure. Um, do you guys have a favorite NFL or college teams that you like to watch, you know, be a fan of? I don't really have a, co- a favorite college uh, team or a favorite NFL team. I just have like players that like. Okay. Yeah. I like uh, Eagles and Penn State. Eagles and Penn yeah, State. I like to watch that. Yeah. Well, actually, my next question was, but what about the players? Do you have specific players you like to watch? You said Adrian Peterson. Adrian Anyone Peterson. else in pro ball that you like to like to watch? Uh, just Adrian. Peterson. Adrian Peterson. So now you're a Saints fan. You're going to see him do big things down there. Yeah. 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 What about in college? Is there anyone you like to watch in college? In right college, now? Uh, I like the. Uh, that the new LSU running back, uh, Darius, Reach or Reese? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not trying to pronounce it. Darius Reach yeah. or yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. What about you? Anyone you like to watch? I don't really have any like favorite college players, but I like Carson Wentz for you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then, then the last thing I want to ask is just: Do you have anything to say to the the Wilson fans and the football community about this upcoming year? Anything you want to we want to put out there before the season begins? Just come out and support. We appreciate all the support. It's always nice going out and hearing all the fans yelling. It's great. Yeah. We're going to be ready for that one, so like, everyone come out and support us. We'll give them a show. All right. Hey, that sounds good to me. But thank you guys for joining us for the first episode of the Bulldog Hour. I'm sure I'll get to talk to both of you after wins on Friday nights this year. Yeah. Uh, so best of luck this season. Right, thank you. All right. Well, that was senior offensive starters and returning players, quarterback Connor Urig and running back Iggy Reynoso. I thank them for their time sitting down with me, answering my questions. I, I think they had a lot of fun. Actually, all the guys had a lot of fun. They were very open and very willing to uh, to answer anything that I asked them. And now that we're into the third season of the show, it's nice to see the players very receptive and wanting to do that. So we're going to move on now. and hear from two more senior players, and that would be some of the linemen returning starters on both sides of the ball, Wyatt Schonauer and Chris Price. So I, I throw, I'll throw a lot at them as well. They had a good time uh, laughing and even going off script for a little bit as I just kind of uh, enjoyed the flow of the interview. So I asked a few questions that I wasn't intending on, and they were very, very fun, having a lot of good time. And uh, Chris Price especially, uh, was very very forthcoming and willing to uh, willing to answer my questions and uh, Wyatt had a good time and I got to talk to him about his family because obviously you probably have heard the Sean out name before when it comes yeah, to football just a little bit. yeah just a little bit so yeah uh, good time with uh, Wyatt Sean and Chris Price and you're gonna hear from them right now. All right, well, joining me now on the first show of the Bulldog Hour 2017 are senior lineman Chris Price. And Wyatt Schonauer. Thank you for having Thank you. So, guys, 2017. Yep. Ready to go? Yeah. I mean, as ready as we're going to be. Yeah. We've been waiting for this forever, so just going to try and take it in stride and 
Well, the first thing I ask you, and this is just for you, people can see by your arm. Yeah. What's the status on your injury? How's recovery going? Um, well, I just actually had a therapy session today, and it's actually accelerated. Like, my therapy has been going better than the average person's therapy would. So, that's good. Like, healing-wise, it's going really well, so. But I learned more information this upcoming Friday about, like, it's going to be an appointment between me the actual surgeon and the therapist to like sort of get some dates down that's oh, like yeah. what we want to do yeah so, so no real time frame yet but no real time frame yet but it's looking positive as of now so yeah. hopefully i'll Good. be back a lot sooner than i expected and now i know last year you started at guard and defensive end uh-huh. uh when you come back are you staying at guard or is there a shift to a different position on offense well we actually shifted i've got shifted from left guard this which from this past year to left tackle this upcoming year so, I mean, considering I worked with Isaiah Regal last year, so I know, like, a lot of, like, the guard-tackle combos already. So it's not going to be that big of a transition. So I think I should be able to just fit in and not have to worry about necessarily as much of the mental change. But I think it should be fine. Yeah, you, you mentioned Isaiah Regal. you got someone to fall back on. So oh, yeah, play yeah. Play next to you know really Definitely well. Definitely, for sure, so yeah. If you got any questions. When you, know. you go, yeah, when you go from play to play and – Sometimes the fronts change, and you look at it. Last year, me coming up before I was a tight end, so coming from a tight end to a left guard, obviously yeah. it's going to be a huge change. <laughs> so when you come up and you look at a front, and you're like, look to your left and right, like what's going on? So it's definitely <laughs> good to have him around to help out. Yeah, well, we'll piggyback on that. I know last year you played right tackle. Yeah. Are you switching positions this year? Yeah. Uh, we went to uh, camp this year. I was the head of playing at guard, and then two weeks ago. <laughs> But they moved me to center, so now I'm kind of switching between center right. and guard. Yeah, That's well, going pretty well. I just heard in the, the last interview we talked to Nick Drake, he kind of mentioned that he's all over as well, both yeah. guard, center. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that's good. And, and Chris knows this from I, coaching him at West, and we talk about my linemen. I want you to know every position. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, for sure. The more positions you know, the better we are as a team. So yeah. You guys, you know, you're slotting all around, and you know how to do that. That's going to only help you. In the I mean, run. as far as – um. Like depth, it's always good to know. Like, if you know every position, whenever someone goes down, it's next man up. So you have to be ready to know. Like, if Wyatt rolls his ankle, then he's out for two or three plays. Then Keller has to move over from left guard or right guard to center, and then we'll put someone else in that spot. So it's definitely good to know like all the positions right along. So we talked to Drake, and they mentioned Keller. You mentioned Keller. We know both of you. Uh, when healthy, we'll be on the line. We're missing one. Who's the fifth part on that offensive line? Uh, up in the air right now. Uh, as taken. far as now, it's up in the air. So but who's competing for that last spot? The last spot that you compete for is, as of now, like since depending on my recovery time, when I'm going to be back, it's going to be the, the one tackle spot. Okay. So that's going to be between Mikey or it's going to be between Felix. So it really just comes down to who wants it the most and who's going to put the time in and who's going to do the mental aspect. And whoever can do it the best is going to get the chance to play on Friday night against Midland. So, right, so you said Mikey Klein. Yes, sir. And uh, who was the other one? Uh, Zulik. Sam Zulik. Sam Zulik. Zulik. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. I'll call him Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then this one's just for you, Wyatt, because he's not a Schoenauer, So, And this is Schoenauer specific. <laughs> oh, you know, so you're the last one of your generation to play at Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about. Like your family has such a huge impact on the program, yeah. and uh, just what well, two years ago, I think Drago did a big write up on your family yeah. um, when, when your brother was still there, and you were you, you were younger <laughs> in the system, yeah. and uh, now you're here as a senior. 
what's it like to be uh, the last guy from such a huge uh, family to be, uh, you know, kind of uh, the caboose at the end yeah. of the, the Shawnauer train? It's a lot of pressure. You don't want to be like, oh, the last Shawnauer, you suck. You want to be like, it's pretty good. So I'm working hard, doing the best I can, but yeah. Well, you know, hey, multi-year starter, multi-year uh, participant. Obviously, we saw you as a freshman. You yeah. know, so uh, people are very familiar with your name. But you know, now you're well, everyone knows the Shawnauer name. Now you want them to remember Wyatt. So, yeah. uh, but hey, you guys got district championship under your under your belt, and yeah. sure. and uh, you know, you actually the two playing as a freshman. Yeah. So, uh, what a way to, to cap off a career to bring in a third. Yeah, uh, I mentioned uh, to the guys, you know, in the last interview session. That uh, Wilson team hasn't won back-to-back district titles since 1989 and 1990. So, um, yeah. it's, and it's not a common occurrence. The last one was Pullman Valley in 2009-2010. So, yeah. uh, I know, I'm sure you guys had aspirations of that oh, yeah, and even sure. higher. Um, so, why don't we just go there? What are your expectations for this year? Like, what are your um, team goals for the season? Well, of course, we have to take, like, game by game. So, the first step is always beat Mifflin. You always yeah. got to beat Mifflin. Yeah. So... I mean, we can't look past the week we're on. So we can't look past the scrimmage that we have coming up against um, who? against Parkland and then the next one's against Reading. Yep. So for now, we just have to worry about that. We have to be ready to prepare ourselves with our fundamentals and play-wise and physicality and make sure that we're physical enough. But then again, you do keep in mind that we do want to be playing again in December in Altoona. So we want to make it all the way and make sure that maybe we can bring Wilson back to Hershey at the end of mid-December and maybe we can get another chance at a state title. But you always have to keep those aspirations high and keep your expectations. Like, we can't have low expectations going into the LL and going in facing the top team in each league against Central Dolphins, Springfield, yep. and Midland. So. Yeah, it's a brutal non-league slate again. You guys ran the gamut last year, only falling to Central Dolphins, but you got them at home this year. Mm-hmm. So I know that's that's a game that, you know, piques everyone's interest. Uh, what about you guys? You know, other than the coach speak, I know you want to take it week by week, but you look at that calendar, you've got the slate of 10 games, you know you're guaranteed. Is there one specific that you're like, I'm ready for that game. I want that game. That one is very important to me. Central Dolphin. Central Dolphin? Central Dolphin Manheim. Manheim Township. Yeah. yeah. Those that, are big ones. But, I mean, definitely Central Dolphin. I mean, of course, the Midland game is huge. It sets the tone for the year. Yeah. But Central Dolphin, Manheim's going to be, oh, my God. Yeah, I, that's that Personally, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that's going to be a big one for us. And then also Warwick. I'm yeah, really uh, yeah, yeah. You guys touched on the same four that the other group mentioned. It, everyone mentions Mifflin. It's not to you know push that down. It's a rivalry game, but yeah. when that's not the first off your off the tip of your tongue, you know that there's some big games this year. Yeah, you mentioned sure. Central Dolphin, Warwick for what what happened last year and anything that's happened in this offseason. on Township. They thought they had you last year, yeah. and they bring everyone back, and now you got to go to their place. Yeah, yeah um, sure. And you know they, the last group mentioned Springford. They oh, thought yeah. they had you too. Yeah. Double overtime. They thought they had it. Stopped at the goal line, and now you got to go there as well. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Man, there's a lot of huge games. Yeah. Just gotta. I mean, every year is a target on our back, so we just have to take it in stride and come out and practice with the same attitude every day, and we'll be prepared for all those games. Do you guys have uh, aspirations to play college ball? Or are you interested in continuing to play football? I do. You do? Yeah. I mean, I'm interested, but I'm not like currently like. Looking, I'm not haven't been going to any like big camps really. So okay. I mean, I'm interested in playing college football, but it's like not necessarily a top thing on my list. Okay, uh, 
how has like have you done any kind of recruiting? Are you making campus visits? Yeah, I've gone to a couple camps. Uh, went to Temple, Bucknell, and Albany. Okay, that's I mean, They've done pretty well. Yeah, good. So, just imagine how like I have a team for myself my senior year. I don't see where that goes. Sure, sure. Uh, have you know you're you're obviously if you're focused on recruiting or maybe playing college ball. Uh, where you're going to go still up in the air. If yeah. you don't decide to play college ball, is there a, a school that you were thinking of attending for well, academics, or dream, are you going to join the workforce? The dream school, Penn State, of course. Another yeah. <laughs> school, best school in the world. I will preach that till I die. So I mean, well, as I an love, alumni, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, Penn State, <laughs> easily Penn State. No pit. I don't know why everyone's saying hail the pit. No, <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Definitely Penn State for dream school, but um, obviously you have to keep things in perspective. So. Other options in case that doesn't work sure. out. So of course, there's other going to be other state schools around the area that I'm looking at, but yep. definitely Penn State. That's number one. Yeah. So, what about um, the academic portion of college? Do you know what you want to major in? Major in business. Business. Yeah. Okay. I've been looking at software engineering and accounting. Okay. So I'm just looking at both those fields. Those are very different fields, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, doesn't I'm mean just, you can't minor in whatever you yeah, don't major in. Major in uh, accounting and. Yeah. Minor software, who knows? Accounting, so. business, finance, all that kind of stuff kind of ties into everything you'll do, especially as you work your way up in the workforce. So uh, having that kind of stuff in your back pocket is always good to have. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so what aspect of your football game have you most improved since the end of last season? What were you working on that you're saying, I'm better at that in 2017 than I was in 2016? For me, speed. That was Speed. my problem last year. Actually, someone mentioned that to me about you. We were yeah. talking about it, and he said, "Why it is fast?" Yeah, and they said you've been going to camps. Yeah, because last year I was I was strong, I was big, I wasn't fast. I maybe just like just managed to get to my block, but this year I'm faster. So big strides in your footwork. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, what about you? I feel like once I got a hold of the mental game last year, then everything, of course, comes along with it. Like you can't. Once you go into a play, if you don't know what you're doing, you're never going to go full speed. It's so hard to go full speed and go at someone when you don't know if that's what you're supposed to do. So, obviously, like once my mental game clicked, a lot of stuff came together, like just my blocking overall. But I feel like the thing that, besides my mental game, that I definitely like improved on was probably just like my blocking and getting into people and making sure I, like, I get all my assignments. So, that was definitely huge for me. I asked for questions on uh, the Tradition Club Facebook page and on the Bulldog Hour spots. Um, so we, we touched on this a little bit about the new offensive line, but we'll you know we'll say it again. You know, Isaiah graduated. Jake Morris is gone. Franz is gone. Um, so sophomore Nate Keller played as a freshman. He's expected to do big things this year. Um, but you know, prior to your injury, off-season workouts, how is the new prospective unit gelling? Of you know the six, seven guys that are going to be in there doing battles, not getting the headlines like the next two guys we all talk to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Reynoso, they'll get all the credit, but uh-huh. I, I know you guys are the ones doing the work. Yeah, so. I mean, we got, we got to. <laughs> I mean, as far as gelling as we went into this year, last year was like, it was almost like a glove. Like, we yeah. put on the glove, and yeah. we all, we knew each other from school beforehand, and we know each other from, like, past years of football and past years of schooling. So... It's almost like our last year's line, we were all, like, good friends. Like, we all joked with each other. We all had that. But this upcoming, like, this upcoming, like, line that people are in, 
I think that we're gelling pretty good and we're getting along like pretty well. We um we talk pretty much every other day, if not every day. Yeah. Um, we make sure that we have a good chemistry. Like we're not. If someone falls off, it's not that well. He's let to go. Like we're gonna have to move on. But yeah. make sure we pick our guys up and make sure that we are helping them out where they need help. If it's mentalized or if it's technique or anything, I mean. We're pretty good at aspects of the team because we know that we're all in it together. So that's if you're not together as a team, you can have the whole talent in the world. But if you're not playing downs together and you're not giving it all together, then it's not it's not going to work. We talked about team goals. Do you set any personal or individual goals that you want to get to? I know as offensive linemen, it's tough. I know uh, Coach Brubaker does chronicle uh, pancakes and, and that you get graded and things like uh, that. Yeah. Is there something that week to week or maybe for the season – that you have, like, this point where you're like, I want to get to this. Just me personally. And if I get to that, it probably means the team's doing pretty well. Uh-huh. So do you have anything like that? For me, uh, it's always we graded. Like, yes. like yeah. we always, always want to shoot for 85 or above. Anything below that, just, eh. And that's not like, so every film yeah. session on Sunday is we get a percentage of 0 to 100. Yeah. So, depending, you know, like, each play you're graded on your assignment. If you did it, and then your effort, and then effort. Okay. So each play, obviously, some plays you're gonna mess up or not, not. But everyone's shooting for the highest percentage. Like it literally, you'll brag about it until yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You'll brag about it for t- until Tuesday. Like, well, I got the highest line grade, so or it's like, or, shut up, shut up, you did terrible. <laughs> like, look at your line grade, <laughs> you did horrible. Yeah. Nice yeah. uh, spirited competition. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's always it was always a competition between like me and Franz because everyone I had experience last year is Morris, Regal, and Wyatt. They all had like more, I guess you could say, experience. And it was always me and Franz. We're always going <laughs> back and forth, like with the alignment grades and who was doing better and who was going to do better. But it's also, it's like a good competition to yeah. have. That oh, yeah. it, it pushes each other. Yeah. Like you push your, each other to be like better players. So that definitely. Oh, that's good to hear. That's that's great. Um, so, who is your most underrated teammate that you think is poised to break out this year? This can be offense, defense, line. Whole team. Yeah, anyone, anyone they think is just going to all of a sudden become you know a big name in Wilson football. That's a hard one. There's a couple. There's a couple of For D line, Quinn, Quinn Sprout, Quinn Sprout. He's a little guy, but he can like he can just. He's one of the quickest. Yeah. You you look at him and you think he's benching one ninety. He's benching yeah. as much as anyone else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. he, he looks like the smallest guy on the field, but he's like one of the strongest. And, and so quick and strong. And yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah. So having him next to you at a tackle it balances out. That, yeah, that's a difference that for the, uh, yeah. the, the the opposing offensive line to adjust to. <laughs> yeah. And then also we have a person returning back to football, Sean McAndrew. Yeah. And then also Chris Roberson. Those two, yeah. those are our two wide receivers yeah. that we have. But... Sean McAndrew, he stopped playing football after his sophomore year, and he stuck to track and whatnot. But overall, I know for a fact Sean's an amazing athlete. So as long and he has been doing really well mental wise with the mental game. So as long as he gets that down, he's going to be an ex- huge explosive player. And then Chris Roberson, which you didn't see much of last year or the year before that, he's going to be a senior this year. He's an athlete as well. I mean, he has the height and he has the speed and explosion. So as long as we can get the whole mental game together. With both of them, we can get him up okay. to speed and caught up. Yeah. I think they're going to be huge. Yeah, Roberson was mentioned game. by the previous group, too. So that's definitely a name to, uh, to look out for. Uh-huh. So far, 
uh, year two years, year three years, what's your favorite football Wilson football memory? Favorite? Uh, favorite? Favorite football memory? It doesn't have to be a game. We have people talk about Lebanon Valley Camp. Oh, man. Uh, oh. It can be anything. You know, just something that you're like, I look back on and, you know, it always makes me smile. I always laugh about it. So what's your favorite so far? I remember last year, every single person on our team was so angry about the loss before that year at Central Dolphin East. So when we won that game and we were in the locker room, that was easily the most the most fun and funniest like is that the forty five minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was the funniest most that was just the overall like one of the best like memories of football because I just I can think of that any time of the day I can just smile I can just smile. I have the biggest grin on my face because I just that was just that was so funny. Springford was a fun and stressful oh, game. That was yeah, so stressful. That was, but it, when you when you get the win, you know everything looks good. If, yeah. you, if you were to lose, you'd probably be like, I don't want to think about that game yeah. because you got the win. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned a game. Is there a game for you that you're like, oh, oh really? a game? Well, no, it didn't have to be. I just want to know. Oh, is there like a, a game? moment? Um, I like to always, I always, always, always remember. I mean, of course, Cumberland Valley, that was awesome. Yeah, like, you championship, championship. Yeah. Coming back from a 14 deficit, that's huge. But one of the things I always like to remember is when we lost to Central Dolphin, not last year, but two years ago. That had one of the biggest, like, football, that was, like, one of the biggest football moments and effects, like, I've ever had. Like, that game, like, hit me. Like, I didn't play a single second Single down on the sideline. You talking whole time. about the uh, twenty to nineteen loss mm-hmm. at home in twenty fifteen? That okay. like that's the sort of thing that you go into your practice and you think about because you don't want to like. I can't even imagine how that felt for at the seniors at the time with John Fox, Jake Kimmon, yeah. yeah, and I just. Like, that game was ours. Well, that one kind of shows you what Wilson football is all about. You know, you go toe-to-toe with these big teams, these premier programs, and you fight and fight and fight, and sometimes you don't come out on top. That's yeah, exactly. That's the way it works. And you don't you don't want that to happen when you're seniors. You don't yeah. want it to happen when oh. seniors in front of you, but mm-hmm. when you're the seniors, you're hoping everyone below you is thinking the same thing. Yeah, you know, We don't want to come out on the wrong side of the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that game was heartbreaking. Like, just to see, like, to see the seniors use that game, it, you gotta have it like if you don't have a heart, it's it's hard to see. Yeah. It's hard to see like your own guys and people that you've been working with all summer like lose something like that. So I I always like to remember that to keep me motivated. But uh, last three questions I have for you are just simple, uh, you know, uh, you know, favorite type of things. Um, one is, do you have a favorite um, Wilson football player while you were growing up? You know, while you were down with Van Reed, Lincoln Park, or West <laughs> or Southern? You know, going to up on Friday night, is there someone that you remember watching you really I mean, enjoyed? Watching my brothers, he's like, <laughs> it was cool, and then I like, see where they are, and then now being in that foot, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Was there someone besides a Sean Hour that you really liked? Because I said the same thing to Trevor. I said, besides your brother, you know, who did you enjoy watching coming um, up through the program? Watching Ike his sophomore year, that was fun. Okay. Because watching him in the stands and <laughs> on the field, just, he, was, he was insane. I mean, player-wise, like, I only played, started playing football again in eighth grade, so I didn't necessarily follow, like, the Wilson football as much until I hit middle school, but I'm going to have to say, say the same thing. Like, I always, when I came up my sophomore year and I was watching Ike play and when I was, like, practicing against Ike, <laughs> that's by far the most, like, 
don't know. That's probably the most memorable other football player that, like, I think of. When I think of Wilson yeah. football, I, I think of Ike. Ike, yeah. And getting handed, handled by that dude, because I practice squad when you're... Having 185 pounds, defensive practice squad, defensive end. Tossed around like a racket. Yeah, going against like a all-state Joe Hitchin blitz period. That was always fun. Yeah, when I was a sophomore, that was Mike Nelson and Andy Rowland who were throwing me around as a sophomore. There's some some fond memories of being uh, decleated by those guys. And and many others, too. Those are the ones that I remember. You'll always remember. Like, you'll know, like, those two or three, one or two guys that just, you know, like, when they're coming and it's... I'm doing my best. I mean, what happens happens. What about um favorite pro and college football teams to watch? Favorite pro. Um, uh, favorite pro football. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's a hard one. Uh, You're a Packers fan. Favorite or? team or favorite player? We'll get to that. Let's go uh, team first. Uh, <laughs> team. All right. Yeah. Team well, if there was, Packers. if you had to watch one of thirty-two teams, which one would you like to watch more often than not? Um. I, I, it's funny you say Packers. I want to say Packers too. But to be original and to go off that, I'm, if anything, I want to watch the Falcons. I, I don't want them. I can't believe they lost the Patriots. Yeah. I'm going to watch the yeah. NFL. Let's, uh, let's not, let's not yeah. open that up. Yeah, we're, like, not, we're not going to go into that. Stuff that's, yeah, that's going to. Uh, what about college? You guys uh, like a college uh, team? Uh, Penn State. Badgers and Penn State. Penn State. I'll say Wisconsin. Yeah. What is it about Wisconsin that you like? My mom's from Wisconsin. Okay. All right. Got the connection. Obviously, Green Bay, too. So, you know, kind of keeping it home. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Those are the the football states. No, no, no. Penn State National Championship (laughs) 2017. Calling it now. I'm going to post this video on my Twitter. I'm going to say, remember when I said (laughs) Penn State was going to national championship? We have proof. We now have proof. It's down on record, bro. What about. You, you mentioned, what about a player, pro and college players? Is someone you uh, like to watch? Pro play? player? Is just someone that's fun to watch? Um, I mean, if entertainment-wise, obviously, like, not obviously, but I'm going to say, even though it goes against, like, my whole, I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott, but that's okay. just because he's an explosive player. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> but um, but the college-wise, Saquon Barkley. Heisman winner. Heisman winner. That's, that's down on record, that's too. Down that's too. Down so down we have that. Down. I'll make sure we clip those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just say, you know, we called it in August. Saquon, yo, if he can stay healthy, it's easy. It's already in the back. You already won. What about you, Wyatt? Uh, just watching Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Passes, uh, yep. His filmary passes are just insane. Something of legend. Yeah. He just throws them up there, and then they somehow get to It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. What about in pro? Is there a Penn State or Wisconsin guy or someone else that you like, uh, uh, like to watch? Not really. Yeah, hey, you know, that, that doesn't happen. Saquon. Always. He said Saquon. Saquon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Saquon. He said Saquon. Um, all right. Then the last thing is just, is there anything you want to say to the Wilson fans community about this upcoming season? Don't sleep. I mean, we lost a lot. Obviously, we lost a lot of starters, but it's Wilson football. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we lose. It doesn't matter what happens or who goes down or what. It doesn't matter. Next man up, and we're going to head to head with you. It doesn't matter if it's we're going with the same 11 guys going both ways. We're going to do it. So. All, right. all right. Well, guys, that's all the questions we got for you now. I'm sure I'll talk to you guys after your wins on Friday nights in the fall. Looking Hopefully. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for this. And Thank uh, you. Thank good you. luck I appreciate this year. It. Yeah, Thank thanks. You. Appreciate all it. Right. All right. It was nice to hear from the line, which we don't always get to do. We don't always get to talk to the line. And I know we made it a point last year after one of 
the Wilson victories, we've got to talk to these guys, you know, because we always are grabbing Urig and Reynoso. Last year we talked to uh, McElroy and Wright. You know, it's always the, the big name guys, the, the specialists or, or the skill guys. So talking to the linemen is a little bit refreshing, especially, you know, I'm a lineman at heart. So it's nice to hear from uh, Sean Hour and Price. And we have uh, another set of interviews this time. We're going to talk to uh, four senior players, and it's uh, Trevor Tanga. Hunter Regal, Trevor Hatley, and another lineman, Nick Drake. So let's hear what the four of them had to say as we sat down a few days ago for a little bit of a preseason interview for the season three premiere of the Bulldog Hour. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me for our first session of interviews for the Bulldog Hour in 2017. Uh, with me right now, we have Trevor Tanga, Hunter Regal, Trevor Hatley, and Nick Drake. All uh, senior players on the squad this year. So, uh, just give us some information for everyone that watches. Where will each of you be playing this year? Offense, defense, and on special teams. Go ahead. Uh, um, I will be playing receiver and corner, and maybe kick return and punt return. We don't really know yet. All right. Uh, I'll be playing running back and outside linebacker. I'll probably start out at left guard, but I have the ability to play center and right guard in case of injury. And defense have a D tackle, and for special teams, we haven't installed it yet, but I'll probably be able to make punt or something. All right, sounds good. So, how are the summer workouts? How are the uh, three day a week uh, off? Any different this year or more of the uh, same? I'm no, go more of the same. Year. Yeah. It was the same, but it, yeah. it did feel easier just because we've been doing easy. it. Well, yeah, you guys have been doing it for third year, long. right? Yeah. So things are kind of become a little bit more common, a little easier for you to handle. You know what to expect, and you can watch all the younger yeah, kids throw up. Right. Yeah. 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 Especially on the sled. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't throw anything special or different this year? Yeah, everything pretty much the same? We did we did tires with the sled. Oh, yeah? How was um, how was Lebanon Valley Camp? Oh, it was a lot of fun this year. Easier without shoulder pads. Yeah, it's a little bit different different this year. Not using the shoulder pads, a little bit lighter, a little putting them back. Uh, But still, good. I mean, I watched some of the uh, the highlights from your uh, seven on sevens or uh, inside run, whatever it was. They still uh, use those bags pretty viciously. And uh, did you play at different teams at LVC, or is it about the it same was a as mix. last year? Like, we still had our big rivalry, I'd say, at camp against like, Downing Town East, and we yeah. also played Southern Mercy a lot. Southern Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a team that stood out from you that you probably won't see this year, but they're, they look pretty good? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Mill and Hurst. Yeah. Yeah, both of them were solid teams. Uh, we played, varsity played Downing Town, I think, six years ago, so... Yeah. They, they, they went up toe-to-toe with them twice. They beat them both years, but it was definitely a battle. They're definitely a good team. Do any of you have aspirations to play college football? Are you guys any, getting into the recruiting game at all? Okay, are you making any visits? Or are you just yeah, I've been at Shippensburg, Cornell, um, Wagner, and a couple other All right, anyone else? Open to play? You're retiring, this is it? I'm not sure yet. You're not sure yet? Not sure. Keeping your track. options open, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Track two, big thing. So, um, you know, those of you looking to play college ball, obviously, there are decisions yet to be made. But 
Uh, for those of you maybe not playing college ball, have you, have you made college decisions? Are you zoning in on anything yeah, specific? Yeah, like I visited specific? like Pitt, Penn State, Delaware, Westchester, and okay. I've already applied to all those places. Cool. Anyone know what they want to major? Marketing. Sports management. Okay. Either criminal justice or marketing. All right. Um, I don't know. Something Undecided. Business. Yeah, I don't know. Something right? Accounting. Business, accounting, <laughs> finance. All right, good. Good stuff. All right, so each of you individually on this one, uh, I want you to tell me what's the aspect of your, your football game that you think you've improved the most since last year. This is just you personally. What are you? What have you gotten better at in the last year? Um, Anyone uh, jump in? Uh, I think my footwork got a lot better since I've been playing lacrosse too, so that helps my footwork and my drops and stuff. Alright. Okay. For me, I'd have to agree with it. My footwork is really solid right now. It was a lot better than last year, but I still got to work on hand placement and really going to the second level on those two. Alright. Um, probably just slowing everything down on defense, playing D back. Like being able to react faster. So like mentally, everything yeah. moves slower. You can react. No yeah. good. That's good. I think my overall knowledge of the game, like knowing where to be at every time. All right. Cool. And then this can be a collective thing, uh, but just what are your team goals for this year? What 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 is you know we know the ultimate prize is state championship, but where do you guys start? What do you say? This is the first thing we want to get done. Of course, like we know we have to game by game. 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 Yeah. So definitely Mifflin. That's a huge yeah, rivalry. They have a great team this year. So. Yeah, there's only things the that jump out. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, you guys, I mean, that's year to year. I have to ask the question because everyone wants to know, and I tell them. Every year it's the same. You start with Midland, yeah. you work your way up, and uh, the streak, though, that's a big yeah, one. People talk about that every year. You we, know? Can't look, we can't look all the way forward to the league, though, because we have a brutal non-league schedule with yeah. Midland, but then Springford and Central Dolphin, those are three. And you know, well, you know, you already mentioned Mifflin being a rivalry. They're always out to get Wilson, and, and vice versa. But with the way the Springford game ended last year, yeah. you know they're going to yeah. be on top of their game. And they're ready, yeah. and they get you at home this yeah. year. Yeah. And then, you know, what do we have to say is about Central Dolphin? They're one of the best teams yeah, in the state. So if they get to come to Gursky, though, this year, so a little bit of yeah. payback maybe in order for yeah. last year. But I know you're right. The non-league slate is absolutely brutal. And then you get the open league with Warwick, so that should be a – very, very interesting. Um, you know, you guys won districts last year. That was huge. Um, you may not know this, but I haven't seen a back-to-back district champ since Sumlin Valley in 09 and 2010. And Wilson hasn't done it since 1989 and 1990. So um, that's, I'm sure, one of your goals is a district championship. So, and that would definitely put you guys up there uh, in Wilson football history. Uh, we kind of touched on this already, but if you could pick one most anticipated game from this year, you know, the first 10 weeks, what would be that game? I'd say Warwick, because they gave us a good game last year and the whole Grayson situation. Sure. Warwick, okay. Central Dolphin. Okay. Central Dolphin, because they always beat us. Yeah. I'd have to say Memphis. Okay. New yeah. Rival. They're yeah. returning a lot this yeah. year. They have a good Got a transfer. Every year we ask that question, and it's usually it's Mifflin. That's always a big one. So I said, well, ask if it's, if it's Mifflin. Who else are you looking forward to? But well, you guys seem to be looking forward to Warwick Central Dolphin. And, and those are the yeah, Well, yeah. They're, they're, they're later in the year, though. Yeah. So generally those ones at the beginning are the ones you're thinking about now. But, yeah, and we know Townships, uh, they got quite the squad this year. So that'll be an interesting game. And we've got to go to Mannheim. So um, just a couple more here. Um Here's one for you guys to think about. And this doesn't have to be a, a senior. This can be an underclassman as well. Who's your most underrated teammate that you think is poised for a big season? 
that we may, you know, the fans may not know about yet. Um, our projected starting right guard, Nate Keller, he's a sophomore. Okay. He's going to be great this year. He has great footwork. He's strong, fast. He has everything. All right. So I'd expect him to get offers later on in his career, but he's going to have a great year. Okay. Also, Nick Johnson. Nick Johnson. Yeah, he okay. Good amount of play time last year. Yeah. He played just about as much. He was enough action. Yeah, he's he's, yeah, both those guys we know their names from last year. Uh, we know Nate got some time when when Franz was injured last year, and uh, Nick stepped up in a big way uh, previously. So yeah, we definitely expect big things from those guys this year. And Roberson, Roberson, oh, Roberson. So someone to mention. Last year he was on the scout team the whole year, playing against our defense. So, so he's good, someone yeah. to watch out for. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, definitely. good. Uh, so far in your your two years on the, the high school team. What's your favorite memory? I think I'd have to go to LBC camp sophomore year. Okay. We just had a good time with like all our friends. It was a good experience like getting away like our first time like experiencing. Yep. Kind of a big initiation yeah. into the program. Okay. I had a great time at camp this year, especially with like Wyatt Shunauer catching punts. Like we set him out, he was <laughs> yeah. our punt return man and he did pretty well. He did better than like half the kids and also last year at camp. There's a fire drill, and our new teammate Andrew Weller came out uh, like a talent and said, right out there, and everything. I was yeah, a lot of memories made at this game. Yeah, yeah, sure. friends after that. Is there a specific game you played in the last two years that sticks out in your mind? That if someone's like, "What's your favorite game?" What's this is championship? That, yeah, that's that's kind of the big one. And the Springfield yes. Yeah, 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 stopping them on the goal, and that's yeah, that's a pretty pretty huge occurrence. I know. Uh, in 2012, that like, same thing happened. It wasn't in overtime, but down at Lancaster Catholic, uh, Roman Clay, and uh, yep, uh, Junior Joseph, and Matt Rothrock, yep, your brother, um, had, had a huge uh, huge uh, goal line stop in the fourth quarter to basically win the game. So those are the ones that definitely stick out in your memory. Do you guys have any pregame superstitions or routines that you got you got to do? Not specifically. I helped Wyatt put on his jersey. <laughs> That's about it. And I always walk out with Peter Shuffman, but nothing too major. Nothing too major. Nothing I have major. some uh, money underwear. I like to wear. Yeah. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, I, last year, the past years, I've been walking out with Nick Relly, but he's gone now. So yeah. I don't know about this year. I, I, always, I always walked out with Andrew Relly, too. So I'm trying to get him Yeah. So you, you mentioned Nick Pirelli. Obviously, he's graduated. Uh, who's in line for kicking duties right now? Right now, it's a competition between Frankie Cox and Sam Chisholm. So we'll see how that works out. Right. They're two new guys. Okay. Soccer players. Yeah. They both look pretty good, so we'll see. Good. All right. Then these last things are just kind of uh, personal favorites and things like that. Um, growing up, uh, you all grew up in the Wilson area. I assume yeah. I coached coach you guys, so I know yeah. you've been here for a number of years. Uh, did you have a favorite Wilson player growing up that you guys, you, you know, went to the high school games on Friday nights that you really liked to watch, other than your brother? Oh, no, not my brother. Probably <laughs> Rodney Gillen. Yeah, okay. That's what I was running back. Gillen, yeah. For me, um, in 2008, uh, the star linebacker, Colton Weaver, lived down yeah. the street. Oh, yeah. He was a nice kid, so I always looked up. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ones. Yep, Gillen and Weaver, for sure. How about each of your favorite pro and college team? Who do you guys like to watch on Saturday and Sunday? Penn State or Syracuse, and then the Eagles on Sunday. All right. I watch the Eagles. The Eagles on Sunday, and then I watch TCU and Penn State. All right. I watch Oregon on Saturdays, and I watch the Eagles on Sundays. All right. Penn State and the Steelers. All right. All right. I, I, I can live with that. You guys all mentioned Penn State, so yeah. so we're, we're all good here. I didn't have to hear any Ohio State or Michigan, none of that stuff. 
So I'm not an Eagles fan, but I have family from Pittsburgh. But I understand obviously the local connection to those to those teams. Yeah. Uh, what about players? Is there a favorite player in college or pro ball right now that you like to watch? Uh, I like to watch uh, Lamar Jackson from Louisville, and then not really pro. Marcus I'm a big Allen. last chance you fan, so I like uh, watching Ronald Ali on the D line. He was a stud. So I hope he finds your comments somewhere, but I really like watching Jordan Hicks on the Eagles. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagles, he's a surprising star, middle linebacker. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I like watching Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, yeah. Shifty. Yeah. yeah. Where, and who did you say? Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's he's a beast. Yeah, yeah. He looks good. Big thing for Penn State this year, at least that's what we hope. All right, then the last thing is, is there anything you have to say to the to the fans, you know, your family, your teammates, you know, about this upcoming season, senior year, uh, leave it all on the field, what do you got to say? People are definitely, like, we're definitely underdogs going into yeah. the season because we lost a lot of people, but I won't let so that fool you. We don't rebuild, we do load. Yep. Hey, hey, that's the motto. That's what you got to stick to, and that's what Wilson seems to do every year, so. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, good luck this year. I'm sure we'll be uh, catching up with you guys after the games on Fridays. All right, well, that wrapped up the preseason interview. I, again, thank all eight of the senior players for taking the time to sit down with me and go over uh, some of those questions, obviously ones that you got to ask before the season starts, and then a couple fun ones thrown in there as well. I was uh, definitely happy to hear how excited all the players were for the Penn State program. I felt like over the years that had dwindled a little bit and the younger generations weren't as excited about the Nittany Lions as obviously the two of us are. And to hear all of them or almost all of them say that Penn State is their favorite or one of their favorite teams to watch in college football. And a couple of them mentioning uh, Saquon Barkley as well. And of course, uh, he's an Eastern PA football uh, stud coming from uh, Whitehall. So... That, that, that was probably my biggest takeaway. Their love for Penn State. That's the most important part of those eight interviews. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fun part. You're, you're right. <laughs> so, once again, thank you to all of them. And I'm sure we'll hear from each of them on Friday nights following Wilson victories. So, that about does it for episode one of the Bulldog Hour. Again, we went over a lot of business at the beginning on how we're going to handle the show this year. Some new things we're going to do, ways that you can interact with us and support us. So make sure you head to BulldogHour.com for all that information. We'll be bringing back the Bulldog Hour Player of the Week once again. So look forward to that following each of the games. And remember, we're going to be doing these shows live once the regular season gets underway. So anything to say before we get out of here on the first episode, Justin? No, just uh, thanks again to the to the players who... Uh, make themselves available. You know, it's, it is still their summer uh, while they're getting getting ready to gear up here. Um, you know, it, that's kind of what makes this uh, just from us talking to it to give you the actual insight. That's that makes it a lot of fun. So thanks to those guys. Definitely, definitely. Stay tuned for episode two of the Bulldog Hour coming out in just a few days. We talk to the players. Who's up next? Time to talk to the coaches. We'll have interviews with head coach Doug Doms, defensive coordinator Ernie Wolver, and hopefully one or two other coaches as well. So for the Bulldog Hour, I'm Joe Mays. He's Justin Rathoff. And remember, go Bulldogs.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.